history of personal computing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special interview episode of the History of Personal Computing podcast. Have you ever been to a vintage computer festival? Have you ever wanted to? Well, they've been around for a long time, starting with the first West Coast VCF in 1997, then the VCF Europa in 2000, then the East in 2001, and of course, many others. And our special guest uh, today will tell us a lot more about the shows, and especially about a change in organization, plus more. He is Evan Koblenz, co-founder and president of the Vintage Computer Federation, which is a 501c3 educational nonprofit. VCF organizes the Vintage Computer Festival conferences, hosts the Vintage Computer Forum discussion site, incubates and assists regional user groups, and fosters collaboration between computer museums, including the official VCF Museum co-located at the InfoAge Science Center in Wall, New Jersey. Find out more about Evan at snark, that's S-N-A-R-C dot net. Of course, there'll be a link in our show notes for the program. So welcome to the show, Evan. Thanks, David. And of course, Jeff is here too. Hey, yes. Jeff. Hey, how, how's it going, Evan? Pretty well, thanks. So the first question obviously has to be Star Trek related, right? Of course. Well, we, we officially deny that there's any relationship between our logo and Star Trek, but uh, <laughs> you know. But you get that a lot. I think Let's just say there was said. inspiration. But everybody gets little badges you can talk to each other just by tapping them. I'm debating at the next VCF whether I should wear a red shirt. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so it, it, it was uh, inspiration for the name? You. Well, it'd be, I mean, officially no, but I mean, oh. I have <laughs> okay. So, I mean, the joke was <laughs> some people. Some people kind of took it the wrong way, like we were trying to assimilate everyone, you know, mm-hmm. we were trying to, but it's just, it just funny. That's no, you're all. the good guys. There's, there's, there's no, there, there's no uh, motivation or intention that we're trying to take over anything. It's just, we're trying to do good. So. Well, welcome again, uh, being on the program. So we have uh, some questions for you as an inter- interview session. So Jeff, kick it off. Yes. I sat around in a dark room with just a few lit candles and cigars and cigar yeah <laughs> no i was just like waiting for the cosmos to give me some questions to ask him the first one that came up was what is the story behind the genesis of the vintage computer federation okay so th- basically it was the uh several things came together all at once and it was just kind of the obvious thing to do at that point so there was a user group called march mid-atlantic retro competing hobbyists uh, which I co-founded back in 2004, and we were, you know, we were based at the InfoAge Science Center in Wall, New Jersey, and um, InfoAge was looking to work with some more professional acting organizations, and our group was getting to be a little bigger than we ever intended it to be in terms of stuff we had and in you know, the business behind the scenes. Um, so it was a good time for us to consider becoming a nonprofit. And I can't get into the business and legal stuff, but we realized it was just it just it was easier to start over than to convert the old group. So March was legally dissolved 
Hmm. And a nanosecond later, the Vintage Computer Federation was legally formed. Now, some people said, wait a minute, that those initials are already taken, right? But by this show and by this discussion forum. Yeah. But we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not that dumb. Um, so it, we didn't just do this without thinking it through. We planned it out for many, many months. Um, and so when we first had the idea, maybe like, you know, as far back as a year or so ago, um, so just put that into one register and I'll tell you the rest of the story. Okay. Um, so everyone knows the, you know, Salam Ismail's Vintage Computer Festival series, uh, with the Lisa West Coast version was on hiatus as of 2007. Um, and then a lot of different groups, including the Legacy March and others, took over the regional shows, ECF East, Midwest, Southeast, Europa, UK, UK etc. Um, and there was tons and tons of demand to bring back ECF West. Uh, Salam wanted that as much as anybody. Um, and it just it wasn't able to happen in the current situation of things. And he had asked me maybe a few years back, hey, Evan, you know, you guys did such a good job in your group with VCF East, you want to take over VCF West? And I was like, yeah, right. You know, it was hard enough running one major show a year. Um, plus, it's all just volunteer effort and stuff, you know? Um, so, when we, had the, when, we had the, when we had the interest to turn our user group into a nonprofit like a year ago, I just kind of had the idea. I said, wait a minute, if we're going to be a nonprofit anyway, that might put us in a better situation to also bring back VCF West if we can find someone out there to help us do it. Um, okay. And then we also thought, and then people realized, you know, we said, well, what are, we were also thinking separately, what are we going to call a new group? And we came up with all these names, all the good ones were taken. Um, and then it just somehow we got the idea of Vintage Computer Federation. We said, well, you know, what about Eric? What about Eric Klein, Vintage Computer Reform? It's vintage-computer.com. We said, let's call him, see if he wants to be involved. So we called Eric, and, you know, we're all, of course, we're all, you know, everyone is hobby, we're all good friends, right? Um, and Eric, Eric agreed to donate the forum to the Federation, and Salam agreed to donate the festival, at least the West Coast show, and, and her rights to any future shows uh, that don't already exist, you know, um, also to the Federation. So that's how we got it not to be stepping on anyone's toes. So now the VCF East and West and the Vintage Computer Forum are both owned by the Vintage Computer Federation. So okay. VCF is just just VCF now. Um, all the other VCFs, which are Midwest, Southeast, Europa, UK, etc., will continue to be independently owned and operated by their local user groups and whatnot. Um, and we are, you know, we're happy to help them in any way we can. We're already working with the Southeast guys to help them with the website and you know any other future collaboration we can do. Um, and we hope to have more VCFs down the road. So. That's the short version of a long story that involved that involved lawyers and accountants and all that jazz. Um, but the bottom line is now the forum and East and West uh, and the legacy Mid Atlantic user group, you know VCF Mid Atlantic now the marches marches uh, uh, deprecated. Um, I almost said decrepit. That's not the right word. Um, and uh, so we're obviously and then we're hoping to incubate other user groups. Uh, and or to partner with existing user groups as well. Um, and we're also hoping that we can get other physical museum locations beside the one here in New Jersey. And I- so that's a short version. And then now that we're a nonprofit, we hope to go after grants and that kind of thing. You know, why not have VCF West sponsored by Google? 
or VCF East sponsored by RCA or whatever it may be. You know? And um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, the, 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 think- base, the basic point of all this is that we figure the hobby is becoming way more mainstream in the last couple of years. Uh, it seems like ever since Steve Jobs died was just about the point where computer history started becoming mainstream. And I don't know whether that was a cause or just a coincidence, but suddenly people seem to know and care about computer history like way outside of our hobby. Um, so we all figured we can do more things together that, you know, than we can separate. Right. So, so that's kind of the public cup, the big idea here. So I think you might have answered this, but um, I guess so the names of the festivals is going to stay the same? It's going to stay the Vintage Computer Festival? East and yes, then, and now you're going yeah, to add the, west. The only thing that will change is that the original one in California was just called the Vintage Computer Festival. Right. And then there was a subversion, East, etc. Um, now we're officially calling the California one Vintage Computer Festival West and putting on equal standing with the others, as opposed to being the main one versus regional shows. And if I had to guess, I would think there's got to be a Northwest <coughs> coming sometimes. A what? Somewhere Sorry. soon, a Northwest. There's got to be one um, in the Seattle area. I mean, I know the living. There's a lot of activity in, in the Portland and Seattle something. area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing official planned. I wish I wish I had something to announce. I don't, but uh, we have made initial contact to some of the key players up there uh, to see if that could be done. Yeah, and it's also very important, of course. Um, I've seen people over the years, various individuals, uh, not even with Tickler, just you know. Ordinary people in our hobby over the years have said, "Oh well, you know, oh well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Joe Blow should form a VCF in my town." <laughs> and you know, uh, there wasn't a lot of business structure before, but the way it is now, you can't you can't just have a VCF. I mean, it's ours. You have to work yeah. your channel. You can't just have an event and call it a VCF. So, but absolutely, Pacific Northwest, uh, Boston, um, Southwest. You know, there was a there was a show in Texas for a while, right. short lived. Um, Canada, right? Toronto certainly would be a good venue yeah. for it. Um, Japan, I mean, who knows where? Um, all right, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, does this mean that all the individual VCF events will have an official backing by a single entity? You, you kind of led into that. Um, all, all, only, only the ones we own. So, okay. As I said, so VCF East and VCF West are property of the Vintage Computer Federation. Uh, and we have the rights to any future VCFs. However, the existing shows, which are Midwest, Southeast, Europa, UK, um, I think there was a Berlin show, which is kind of you know very close to Europa because that was in Munich. Um, if it already exists, then it already exists, and that's fine. If those groups want to work with us, great. If not, we'll be you know we're still our friends. We'll still encourage them and help them however we can. Um, sort of grandfather into it, right? Right, right, right. We told those groups straight up: if you want to stay independent, great. We'll support you as any any way we possibly can. If you want to come be part of us, that's great too. It's entirely mm-hmm. their choice. Um, but but East and West and any future shows where will be part of the federation. So I want to segue into another question if I can. Oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of based on this. Um, because you have this uh, official nonprofit organization, I assume you take donations, and um, if and if you do, would they be tax deductible for people? I don't know how yes. the laws work there. Yes, uh, as a five hundred one c three, yes, all donations are tax deductible. Um, in that means there's paperwork involved, so we can't just have people dropping stuff off in our museum and say, "Oh, I left you a printer, didn't you get it?" You yeah. don't want to don't bring your electronic recycling. T- 
Yeah. Um, so you can't have them uh, dropping things off anymore, right? Well, that, that used to happen. We would show up at our museum and there would be dot <laughs> printers on our doorstep. Unless and then it's a cray or later, a, yeah. Where's my receipt? I left the printer. I was like, what? Seriously? You know? Unless it's a working um, cray, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so you know, so we, we're obviously more choosy a little, a little more choosy now about what we accept, um, and we, you know, we, it's also donations of services, obviously very helpful as well. Um, but our museum in New Jersey has, you know, a pretty pretty impressive collection nowadays, and that's also, uh, if you know, I don't know if you're going to ask, but at some point I'd like to tell you what's happening at our museum because a lot of okay. exciting things are happening there too. You've been answering some of other questions before we could ask, but actually I have one to segue to before we move through and because it, it kind of goes with uh what we've been talking about here what about a central like um pr and marketing sort of machine for the different shows ticketing things like that is this something that you intend to you know bring uh, resources together to better you know, do, a, do a better job of that for for all events sort of a thing or or no um, I mean, probably, but it's one of those situations where even as a nonprofit, or I should say especially as a nonprofit, there's a list of things you'd love to have and a list of resources you have available to do it. Yeah. Um, so, for example, we are, you know, there used to be separate Facebook and Twitter pages for each show, you know, for East, West, et cetera. Oh, yeah. And for the museum, and that's, you know, now it's just the Vintage Computer Federation social networking. And we've made a strategic decision that it's better to have one than a bunch of separate ones, you know. Yeah. Um, some people, some organizations feel you should have a separate phase of page for every event you do. I respectfully disagree. Um, so we strat, we, 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 um, what's word I'm looking for? We, uh, consolidated to Facebook and Twitter.com slash VC Federation. Um, we made the new website, which is vintagecomputerfederation.org.com. And then we realized, you know what, that's a horrible URL. No one can write it. No one can say it or print it anywhere. So we bought VC Fed. Dot, dot org and dot com and imminently like within the next couple of days i think uh we're gonna make vcfed.org our primary and then the dot com and the spelled out versions that jupiter festival.org will forward to that okay well with so, facebook you can have like the main facebook page and then each event can have its own page i i think right you set it up as an event you can do that. Page. Yeah, we used to have each event was like a separate page versus just an event on Facebook. Um, I'm personally, and this is just my personal opinion, I don't like Facebook event pages. Um, mm. And the reason why I don't like them is because you get a very tiny percentage of people who actually attend. Yeah, bother to check the box saying they're attending, right. and then people who aren't in the know say, "Well, look at only like twelve people going." You know, so I think they do more harm than good. But that's up for I, I, I could be convinced, I guess. You know. So Jeff, your next question. Uh, Evan already answered about the status of March. Do you have a got one off the cuff? You want to ask? <laughs> March never happened. It was all a dream. Legally designed. Yeah, it is. We'll wake up from it. Well, I I don't know. The only other question I have left is uh, what is the average one, airspeed yeah. velocity of a uh, unladen swallow? <laughs> European <Yeah>. or African? <laughs> oh, the one with the uh, coconuts. Um, then it would be a laden swallow. Yeah, we were uh, talking about uh, that movie earlier. No, uh, David, I think you missed a question here. Okay. Uh, All right. I'll ask my next one. So does, will this also introduce firmer oversight and rules? Like, will there be an actual governing body? I, I assume you have to have a board, right? On the, at least on the nonprofit part of it. Right, that. right, right. So, so, so the founding three officers 
were myself, Corey Cohen, and Jeffrey Brace, who were, we were the three officers of the Legacy Marsh Group. Um, we prop, when Eric Klein uh, agreed to donate his forum to the Federation, we made him uh, our vice president for the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I, I am president, Corey Cohen is our treasurer, Jeffrey Brace is our VP East Coast, and Corey, uh, Eric Klein is our VP West Coast. Um, we also have, well, we're certainly looking to expand the board. We're not going to do it just for the sake of it. We'll do it when the right people present themselves. Um, we, it's important that, like, I, I've been part of other groups where a lot of people had names and titles and didn't do much, you know, yeah. in for the name or title. Um, so I, it's really important that we have people who, you know, who have roles to fill. So as we need, as we have roles that need filling, we'll fill them. Um, we're also in the process of making a non-voting advisory board of industry celebrities and whatnot. Um, Lee Felstenstein signed on, and he's our first, you know, our first peg. Um, and we'll try to get more people. A lot of people have spoken of ECF before, et cetera. For example, if you go to the website, again, the easiest way to get there, well, in the, while we're transferring the DNSs, you have to type in the whole thing. So if you go to vintagecomputerfederation.org and click where it says sound bites on the side, um, that will uh, show you a whole long list of testimonial quotes. Um, we've got Waz there, Lee, Gordon Bell, John Titus, uh, Bill Hurd, who made a Commodore 128, mm-hmm. Joel Schusterman, the founder of Franklin, Dave All, Creative Computing, etc. And we're going to flesh that out. Okay. Um, so we like to have all these kind of people on our advisory board, certainly. We also were hoping uh, to have advisory members for people in other events, whether it's K-Fest or other VCFs or World of Commodore or whatever. We certainly think it would be a good idea if we get some input from other events so we don't step on their toes and vice versa. Um, and so we just find new ways to work together. Hey, so let me, um, let me ask the first part of this again. About but add something. So again, will there be? Um, are you gonna are you gonna create like certain rules and and have more oversight about anyone that what that actually is part partnered with running the events? And, and so this brings an idea to my head about dates, dates of the shows. Mm-hmm. Like I guess has that been discussed, or do you want to talk about it at all? Or I think I know where you're going with that. Um, uh, for example, East and Southeast this year are two weeks off. Yeah. Together. Yes, that's poor planning on our, on everyone's part, right? Um, so certainly we'll try to coordinate. One of my pipe dreams going back many years, and Hans Franke from VCF Europa will vouch for this. I had the idea many years ago that we should have all the shows at the same time. Should, the same time but i'm not saying it should be that way forever just one year try it that'd be neat awesome to have all the shows at the same weekend one year and have all these video link ups yeah just just you know they don't even have to be interactive just have video so you can see what's happening to have big like if each show had four or five you know giant screen lcds on the wall right and you could see in real time what's happening at every other show yeah um and not just people not just people walking around but maybe somebody walking around each show doing interviews whatever um and have a virtual vcf galactica like wouldn't that be awesome i was trying to do that last year with my uh, video toaster setup i had that camera way up on a tripod i was panning the room and broadcasting that through Ustream. got a few uh, viewers that way Okay, so or they something there. a little more formal. Um, but, or, you know, a, a, a compromise well, might there. be have People one like to see that stuff. Have one of at least one of the American shows 
partner with one of the European or other international shows at the same time. And then they share, you know, speakers and different stuff like that, too. That's a pretty good idea. I mean, I don't know if we could do it all at once, all one year. I mean, it might be yeah. a lot of work, a lot of, lot of work to make that actually work. Um, some people have had the idea over the years that we should just live stream all the keynotes to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not, we've not done that because you know, we want people to attend, and we know it wouldn't hurt attendance. People would still come, right. but there's a lot of value to be in there, you know. And by the way, um, well, if you give me a chance later, I'll talk about our YouTube efforts. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I think that'd be an awesome thing to do. We'd just be, have everything one weekend. Just try it one year and see if it works. But I understand it'd be. A, it's easier for me to say. So you know, we ought to do it. But we need someone to step up and do it because I can't. It's a well, lot you know, and about the dates too. What What is your opinion on how much actual crossover there is? I, I'm not at least from the Southeast show. I'm not really aware of. You know, like for instance, there's like last year they were real close together. That anybody particularly skipped one or the other to go to one or the other. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, they either I went think, to one already. There's two, there's two groups, right? There's the people who are the insiders, all our friends and stuff, people on our, on, you know, on our mailing list and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know there's probably, you know, half a dozen people every year who go to both shows in, in the East Coast. Um, but I think the ones we don't know about are the general public, you know? Right. The general public who attends things, so we don't know their names. Um, if there's someone who lives in, you know, Virginia or North Carolina – Maybe they'd like to go to both, but they had to pick, you know, or, or maybe they want to go to one, but their budget only allowed for the other. It's closer to home or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But we don't know those people because they're in the public, whereas among the insiders in this hobby, you know, I personally know of probably six, 12 people who go to Midwest, East, Southeast, and mm-hmm. if they have the budget, they'll go to California, too. I know some guys from Europe, you know, you know them, too, who come to our shows in the Americas. Uh, that we we there's a we have a common friend in Australia who comes to these shows right right um, yeah. so uh, I don't know if he listens but hey Malcolm um, so uh, you know but but I think the public is the much because when we first started VCFEs you know 2006 it was more like about us and our friends but now it's way beyond that like it's so many so many greater percentage of people from the general public who just show up and it's for them now not for us you know so Jeff go ahead. Oh, um, yeah, one of the questions I had, and this was sort of mentioned earlier when you were introduced, Devin, um, but will there be resources available or provided by the Vintage Computer Federation for associations of, say, vintage computer collectors that you know are in different regional and local chapters? Yeah, I think that's like, like in other words, will you try to create other chapters, right? Is that what you mean? For lack of a better term, like like new march, marches, we're, we're yeah, federation, yeah I mean, federation. Well, there aren't clubs already. Um, we're, we're, I, don't, I don't really see us uh, being. You know, I don't see us making the first moves. You know, for example, I mean, you know, obviously the founding chapter is Legacy March, and then on the website we link to what we call affiliate chapters, which are our existing mm-hmm. user groups, like you know, like the Atlanta group, for example. Um, but in terms of creating new chapters, it'd be awesome if that happened, but. I don't really know if we'd be the ones making the first move. I mean, we'll certainly let people know we'd like to do that, but I think it'd be up to people in certain areas to say, hey, we'd like to have a chapter. We don't really know how to do that, so they'll come to us for advice, and we'd be happy to give advice. I always have been. Um, but we could also say, hey, you know what? We can do a little more than just give advice. If you if you want to be an official chapter, we could also provide funding or marketing or whatever else you know so there would be some um, growing pains but it, it's the possibility is open yeah i mean i, I know, don't expect people come knocking on your door all of a sudden right, right. i mean you know if by coincidence 
you know, we see an opportunity. You know, if, if Joe Schmo pops up in some city where there's not a lot of collectors in our hobby and says, man, I sure wish, blah, 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 you know, I sure wish there were people around here like me, we might say, oh, hey, you know, funny you ask that. We, we could possibly could help. There was a situation already where one of the pe- one of the exhibitors of ECF East lives in a certain metropolitan area and came to us and said, hey, you know, I wish I had a group like the Legacy March at the time in my area. And we said, hey, you know what? We'll ho- you know, hold that thought because we're going to become a nonprofit soon and we'll talk, you know. Hmm. Um, so we certainly, you know, hope to see that guy in his area do, do something. Um, but a lot of people would love to do it to realize how much work it is, you know. Um, but we for- when myself and a guy named Andy formed Legacy March in 04, all we wanted to do was hang out with a few people like us, mess around on computers, have some beers. That was it. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me think of um, someone. If you told me 10 years later, we'd have like a multi million dollar liability budget, a bank account with a decent amount of money in it, a club credit card, uh, a nonprofit status, our own museum, national, federal stand. I mean, I would have said, what? Are you nuts? And if we had tried to do any of that stuff from day one, we would have failed miserably. Yeah. It just always start humbly. It makes me sort of think of the maker movement a little bit and like the make fairs would be certainly be a good model. Oh, it's absolutely. Not, it's not exactly the same thing, but they're popping well, they're, up little, they're a little, little maker fairs. I mean, we, we love them. And if, if any of our friends at Maker Fair are, are listening, we love you guys. Well, they've been um, good partners. I mean, for I know at least here in the Atlanta area for the, um, you know, the AHCS and the VCFSE here. So, um, Okay, I mean that's great to hear. I didn't even know that, but I mean, in terms of us, we'll never obviously will never be as big as they are. That they're a no, massive right. thing. Right? They're a little bit but, more mainstream, I guess you might say. Or yeah, they are more mainstream. They're massively corporate, and that's you know I'm happy for them. Uh, we love their events, um, but I would also stuff, say yeah, you know so. you say it's a good model, but we were doing it first. <laughs> so, maybe we were a good model for them. So let's see what other que- so I think you did answer this question but let's but it's got a little side part too and let's just go over it again. So so the official or just the VCFs that exist right now. So Europa is that still being that's still being done? Or I thought that yeah, one yeah, went yeah. away. Hans, Hans does that, yeah. Oh, okay. So so there's there was the original VCF which will now be the VCF West right. and there's VCF East right. and uh New Jersey yours and there's VCF Southeast. There was a Southwest in Texas, which is a name more. So there's a Midwest, which is in um, partnership with the um, I, 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 Commodore. The Commodore. What is the it? Emergency the, Commodore. The Emergency yeah. Com- Chicago. The the I love Club. I love that. Yeah. I can't think of it. But um, and then there's there's UK, right? Right. And one more. Uh, there may they may have, well UK is a bunch park and then. After after it happened last summer or whatever, after it happened, people started talking about, oh, did anyone go to VCF Berlin? And I was like, what? <laughs> that happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> happened news to me. Um, so, yeah, that's all accurate. And it said only East and West are the official shows of the Federation. The other ones are happily independent, and we're happy to support them in that. Um, and uh, that's the current status. Yeah. So do you have anything to say about, uh, and it doesn't have to be specifically about this, but it, you know, just anything in reference to VCF West, which is coming back in August, I think it is, right? What Was that difficult to, to make happen with the Computer History Museum? Uh, no, not difficult. Uh, it's August it seems 6th. obvious, like an obvious thing, right, for them to have one. But well, that's where it always was. Yeah, not, I know. Not always, actually. The first couple of years, I didn't. Uh, the first one I went to, first one I ever attended, was VCF West 
um, six in 2003. Okay. Um, the first one or two, I'm not sure how many, the first couple out there were at some other venue, mm-hmm. um, some kind of fairground or something like that. Um, and then as of VCF West 3 or 4, whatever it was, they moved to CHM. Uh, I, don't, I think it wasn't even originally called CHM, right? It was called something else, I think, at the time. Um, and so once it got big, though, all the way up to VCF West 10 in 2007, it was always at CHM. And CHM was a great partner. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they were the obvious. We, we, we didn't put any thought into that at all. I mean, we decided to bring it back. First thing we did was call our friends. I mean, we have a lot of friends who work there, you know. Well, so it always surprised thing- me how, the, you know, with the last one happening in 2007, that all these years – and, and you know, I spoke to a few people out there, too. Like, how come you guys aren't just, like, setting up your own show at this point, you know? I agree. 2011, 12. Somebody missed a huge opportunity, but their gain or loss, right? Yeah. Um, so we, th- that required zero thought whatsoever. As soon as we decided to try to bring it back, first thing we did was call CHM. Hey, guys, it's us. You know, can we do this again? They said, sure, let's talk. Um, so there were a bunch of meetings and everything because they're a lot more, you know, bigger organization than we are. Yeah. Um, and we, it, it wasn't difficult at all. I mean, it t- took, you know, it took a couple months just to hammer everything out, but there was no challenge. I mean, from, from day one, they said, absolutely, let's do this. We're on your side. There was no, like, there was no negotiating or, you know, it was just figuring out how. Okay. Um, so CHM has been a fantastic partner of ours. Yeah, I went one year. I don't know. Did I see you there? It was the 30th sure. anniversary of Apple, so it was 2006. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, the only th- yeah that's went, right. You had, a, to, you had an exhibit. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I went to 6, 8, 9, and 10. I, mi- I missed 7. Okay. Yeah, so that was cool going one time. Well, And we're also thinking about switching to Roman numerals now. Um, the, the, this year's VCF East and West are both XI. <laughs> because it seemed when it was single digits it made sense but it seemed kind of weird to write like 11.0 it seemed it just felt weird so we're going to Roman numerals now and so so speaking of VCF so the first one coming up is the first weekend of April and that's here in the greater Atlanta area so that's southeast mm-hmm. and then it's and then it's two so that's two days and then it's two weeks later so what dates Evan is three days. Uh, 15, 16, and 17. For Friday you for you guys, Saturday and Sunday. I got my room for that one. Great, great. Actually, I'm filling out, I'm filling out my exhibit form now, too. Even better. Yeah, except he doesn't come to the show closest to his best friend in the whole wide world. Oh, Evan, are you my best friend? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> as long as I bring beer, right? Yeah, and snacks. <laughs> uh, one of the requirements for exhibiting at VCFEs is you must bring snacks for El Presidente. <laughs> okay, Doritos would that be fine? And books? Uh, I prefer Fritos actually, but Fritos, yeah. Fritos. Um, so every year, if I may talk about VCFEs, because that, that one is my baby for a few minutes. Sure. Is okay. Okay. Yeah. So every year VCFEs, we try to have something new, right? Whether it's a new exhibit in the museum or a new attraction at the show, whatever it is. So like a couple years ago, like I don't know, I lost track of what happened what year because there's so many, but like one year. We uh, we had we had that we have we have we have a complete Univac mainframe from 1965. It's wow. a very ran Univac, it's a transistor one, which is just freaking awesome. It's on like it was it was great. I like it's that. on ten forklift pallets. It's awesome. So it's been our warehouse for for several years because it won't fit in the door of our old museum. Um, and we decide a few VCF East to go to drag it, use a forklift, and put it on display on the show floor in VCF East, let people see it um, rather than hide it in the Indiana Jones warehouse. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, people were like shooting their own postcards with that thing standing in front of That was incredible, yeah. Um, 
one year uh, we we just we added the Friday, uh, which is all about technical classes. Because there was one guy I've told the story many times. Um, I guess I can say it now because we're going to Dan Raganti. If any people know mm-hmm. him or hobby, he goes by Ragu Man. He's in Pittsburgh. Um, yep. So Dan was bugging me more than anybody <laughs> about you got to have a third day. You got to have a third day. And I'm like Dan, most two day shows of any nature are dead by the afternoon of the second day, right? Why have a third day? What's the point? So, but he wouldn't drop it. <laughs> so I said, all right, we're going to have a third day. Let's do something different. So we came up with the idea of having VCF East University, or as I call it, VCFU, um, <laughs> right? Because uh, I got the idea. Remember a few years ago there was a 7-Up commercial on TV, yeah, and the yeah. guy was walking around New York and you get him beat up, and his shirt said, make 7-Up yours, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so I said, VCFU. Um, so Friday is all technical classes, all how-to for the hardcore guys and, and girls, and then the main show Saturday and Sunday. Anyway, um, so we did that, and then also like exhibit-wise, like like a couple of VCF used to go our big new exhibit in our museum. So for people who don't know, take a step backward. So VCF East happens at the Infoid Science Center, where where one wing is our computer museum. So um, a couple years ago, our big new big new computer on display was a Bendix G15 vacuum tube mainframe from 1956. In um, a neat story about that, um, they Bendix made 500 of that computer. I guess one of the last and one of the smallest vacuum tube computers. Um, they made 500 of them unchanged from 56 to 64. And um, ours says control data on it, and CDC bought Bendix in 63. So we just assumed ours is one of the last of the 500. So we had been telling museum visitors, well, it's a 56 design, but it's like a 63 or 64 model. And then we found out that ours is actually number three off the line. Um, wow. And it was. Oh. A eight-year lease turned back in, and then CDC rebadged it. So that's pretty cool. So we actually have a 1956 computer, which is pretty cool. Um, which so model was it again? Play. Did you say? What's that? Which model was it? Uh, Bendix G15. Oh, okay. I'm looking at a picture of it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a be- it looks 1950s. It's a beautiful. Yeah. Picture. Oh yeah. Um, we even have the desk that goes with it. It's pretty cool. Um, and then in turn, time for our show last spring, we acquired George. Um, so George is a custom, so the George Philbrick, you know, Mr. Philbrick is credited with basically inventing the op amp, uh, and George, George A. Philbrick Researches was the name of his company, uh, Researches was synonymous with like experiments, projects, and so Philbrick's company custom built this four or five rack analog computer for the MIT Mechanical Engineering Laboratory in 1958, it was decommissioned in 1970, went into some guy's garage and was given to us a year ago. Um, and we got it. We said, well, what, is, what do you call this? Like, what is the model of this computer? And there isn't one. Every filter computer was bespoke. So we just call it George, like the Bugs Bunny reference, you know, my, my, bro- my brother George. Um, so George <laughs> went on display, and that's awesome because you walk in, it looks, like, it looks like an old computer should look, you know. Um, plug, you know, switches everywhere and wires yeah. hung strong everywhere. Um, we don't have any awesome new computers to show this year. However, we have a new museum. Um, so f- from 2000, when we first moved to the Infoid Science Center, one year after our group formed, like spring 05, all we had was one little 12 by 10 room. And then we got two little 12 by 10 rooms, etc. And from 2008 until a few months ago, our museum was essentially four consecutive rooms in one hallway and these rooms were meant to be offices so they were pretty small um we closed down about three weeks ago and we're moving into the next building over on the same campus 
in this new building, we're getting one – well, it's an old building that's been recently made habitable, got a certificate of occupancy for the town. It's a World War II building. Um, in this building we're moving into next door, we're having one giant room that's more than twice the size of our previous four rooms combined. Hmm. Also, oh, plenty our of new, space. Yeah. Also, our new room is going to have a double-wide doorway which means we can do things like bring in our forklift pallets full of Univac. Um, so we're really stoked about that. And other Hopefully the power that, will be better there, too. Yes. Initially, it's going to be just wall power. But unlike the previous building, we have permission to hire an electrician and bring in serious power, 220, three-phase, whatever, as needed. Um, so we're stoked about finally, finally being able to show – some exhibits that were in the warehouse because they wouldn't fit in our old museum. And also, um, instead of showing like 15 or 20 historic micros, now we can show 30 or 40 historic micros. Mm-hmm. Also, in the old, you know, we formed the old museum. We had no money many years ago. We used whatever ratty old army, you know, metal army desk we could find in the warehouse. Now we've purchased, we fundraised, we purchased all brand new laboratory furniture and everything. So it's going to be much nicer looking, much cleaner. No army green ugly walls that have painted over 84 times since World War II. Uh, show better artifacts, have nicer signs. Um, you know, it's going to be a much, much more upscale museum, a lot bigger. We'll have a little workshop, a little classroom area. So we're really excited about that. And we're hoping at bare minimum to have the new museum area at least open in, I guess, call it a beta mode in time for VCF East. Cool. Which means we're working through, we're working and moving, moving things from one building to another in the dead of winter here in New Jersey. <laughs> so <laughs> It's not that good fun. one either. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention, um, along with the new VCF website and everything, the Federation website, we formed a new YouTube page, which you can link through from the site. And okay. we were about, you know, in some cases, seven, eight years overdue, but we got almost all of the old VCF East lecture videos on our YouTube page. There's one or two that are, that are very, very sadly missing. Um, it appears no one has good video of Dr. Kurtz's lecture on how he, found, on how he invented BASIC, which I'm kind of heartbroken about. Yeah. Um, but uh, most, of the, most of them are there, and we're uh, nagging Salam in California to get his ass in gear and mail us the VCF West tape so we can get those processed as well. Um, so that'll be a massive dump of videos when they're ready. And as soon as they're, as they're ready, we're promptly letting Jason Scott know so he can put them on archive.org as well. Oh, really good. Mm-hmm. So I have sort of one, uh, one closing, sort of an insider question. So okay. I, I've been to VCF East, I guess, three times. I went to the very first one, right. and then I went to you know one where, where you guys were involved. And then the last time I went, I don't know, it had to be three or four years ago. But anyway, do you, you, you all are still doing it where um, you don't open the uh, display floor to like the afternoon and you have all the speakers sessions in the morning? Is that right? Sort of. Sort of like that? Do you still do that? Sort of. Um, that was the original VCF West arrangement, and when we started doing it, we didn't know any other way, so we just copied it. Um, but a few things happened. After four or five years of doing it that way, we started running low on good speakers in this part of the country. You mm-hmm. know, we, we joked. I mean, not it's kind of a kind of a cruel joke, but all the good ones either moved to California or died. You know, <laughs> yeah, or we had already. So. We also, at the same time, a lot of members, as our show grew, 
it grew to the general public, not really grew to insiders because all the insiders already are there. And as more people, as a higher percentage of people, and as more people from the general public start attending with children and stuff, they don't want to sit in lectures all morning. You know, I always say right. one lecture, maybe not a whole. Morning. They want to go see stuff. Um, so we decided to make it uh, just one lecture each morning, and then the exhibit hall opens. That solved the issue of running low on good speakers, <laughs> and it solved the issue of nothing to do for the general public besides sit in speeches. Okay. Um, this year, uh, our plan is to do the same. Uh, our Saturday speaker is Stuart Chiefit. Uh, you know, welcome to Computer Chronicles, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I can't wait show. to see that one. Me too. I'm stoked about that. Um, and uh, our Sunday speaker is John Blankenbaker, who found, invented the Kenback. Um, there is a, and by the way, it turns out he was in Delaware all along. We didn't know, (laughs) which is like a hundred miles from here. Had we known that we would have invited him eons ago. We just didn't know. Um, we just assumed he's in California. (laughs) Um, and, um, there's a small chance because of some logistical issues, uh, related to the Infoid Center, we might have to have both speakers Saturday morning and not one Sunday morning. We don't know yet. Um, but we'll hopefully figure that out soon. I'd rather not do that, but we have to be good citizens and work around some other events happening in InfoAge at the same time frame, so okay. we may have to make that change. Um, and then other than Fridays, all the classes. Yeah, yeah. it's and, one thing I won't be able to attend myself because I, I, I got to work that day. And then, then within the next probably few weeks, we'll get online ticketing open as well. Well, and I was going to comment that, like, so here for the VCF Southeast, so this there's been three, and um, there's never been, they've always been really good sessions, you know, that they've had, and speakers and so on, and uh, and so that's not a problem. But I think, I think maybe they're sort of learning that maybe you try to have too many of them, it's hard to get a good turnout for most yeah. of them. And, also, and that's kind of sad. Also, we learn from experience that you can't have, you can't have sessions you can't have everything, at the same yeah. time as exhibits because then exhibitors want to go to the sessions and our booths are unmanned and the public yep. just walks right by unmanned booths and that's a disaster. Right. Um, so that's why we put all, all our tech sessions on Friday. So the, you know, end it at like five, or six o'clock, go to dinner, come back, set up your booth. You know? Yeah. So it's the best of everything. So Vintage Computer mm. Federation is the URL as of today. Hopefully within a couple with .org. Uh, hopefully within a day or two, mm-hmm. it'll be vcfed.org and forward to it. Okay. Um, the uh, again, the big new attraction this year is our massively expanded museum. Um, we're looking at better Wi-Fi this year, that's for sure. Um, Jeff, I got to give you a shout out because your 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 listeners probably don't know this. Uh, way back when the original Marsh Group formed in, two, in fall two thousand four, Jeff designed our original logo. Really awesome, and And I still have the original somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, we love that. In fact, you know what? Um, So we have this massive, you know, fairly expensive vinyl banner we made, full color vinyl banner um, that we don't really know what to do with now from the old logo. You can have it if you want. Oh, hey, I got space for it. (laughs) Um, But it's an awesome logo. We really like it a lot. But we have an awesome new one too. So yeah, yeah, the new one, the new one's great because it it just fits with modern. Uh, internet, it's got that concise look to it. Yeah, yeah, and I'll give a credit that that's also Dan Raganti, the same guy who made us do the Friday event. That's also Dan. Dan's done. Uh, he also did the the, the the shirt designs for most of our shows. The only one he didn't the only one he did not do was the one year we had the robot on the front, which was designed by George Becker of Creative Computing. He used to do all the magic artwork for them. And Dan did the T-shirt for the first VCFSE, which was 
really excellent. You guys love to steal our ideas. Yeah, yeah well, we you had, know, the, he did we great did that, shirts. We did that, then we had Dan Cocky, then you had Dan Cocky. Well, I didn't do that. I did, I did steal Dan as far as doing the first T-shirt, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything, anything else? Or we'll wrap it up. Uh, uh, yay, vintage computers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, all right. Well, thanks again, Evan, for being on the show. And I we'll love you on the show. It's great because at work all day, I write for computer magazines. So at work all day, I'm looking forward and, and my hobby, I look backward. I'm never quite in the present. Yeah. Never quite here. <laughs> you need a Chromebook. Then you're planted firmly in the present. I love my Chromebook. Oh, you have a Chromebook? Okay. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's a bit it, – my Chromebook – is the best laptop I've had since the TRS-80 TRS Model 100. Because you turn it on, it's just ready to go. Yeah. You're really, contrary to, 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 the, to the popular slam on Chromebooks, there are plenty of awesome local apps. You don't have to have it. There's plenty of good you know, locally installed apps you can get for it. Well, I was only semi-kidding because it does sort of represent the here now, but I have a Chromebook I'm very happy with. Yeah, and it is, so. in my opinion, it is a 21st century TRS-80 Model 100. And, and, and it just works. The battery that's, all day. That's a good analogy. Well, that could be a whole other discussion too, but it basically, you know, so I'm a big Mac person. I'm sitting here on my MacBook Pro and my iPhone's right here. But as much as I do enjoy an iPad, it just wasn't the right middle uh, device for me. And my Chromebook is really, because I really prefer a laptop. Yeah, form and, and factor. I've, I've read that Google is going to change them to Android books, and I hate that idea. No, I, I really like that my Chromebook and my Chromebook folds back and it has a touch screen. So if I really want to use it that way, I can. But I, I use it. it. Mine doesn't fold back with touch screen. I wish I had that, but I have made mine dual boot, dual boot into Linux. Yeah. Anyway, none yeah, of that. Jeep, so that makes them really nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we will be back in just a week for our regular show. So that's eBay Show 9. It'll be released one week from uh, this show, so on Friday, February 19th. And we'll be continuing our coverage of the 32-bit GUI computers by covering the compact DeskPro 3D6 and other 3D6 computers. That's not vintage. And touching on <laughs> Yeah, Windows 386. That'd be a fun discussion. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, thanks again, Evan, and everyone find all of our show notes at historyofpersonalcomputing.com. Send feedback to feedback at historyofpersonalcomputing and tell someone about the show, won't you? And that's Please. it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> My